0: Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. It's September 14, 2015, and this is episode 488. This is part three of a series of travelogue-style episodes to walk you through my recent visit to Namibia co-hosting an amazing photography tour with my friend Jeremy Woodhouse. We pick up the trail on August 14, after a long drive from Luderitz, where we visited coleman and Elizabeth Bay, to the Sossusvlei area, with the magnificent red dunes. We only had time to visit one dune after our drive, and we made that Dune 45, which is one of the most well-known dunes in the area. We noticed what was probably an oryx skull on the west side of the dune, and although this is quite far away and small in this first photo that we'll look at today, with the resolution of the 5DSR, I was actually able to capture a lot of detail, and so I shot this because I thought it would make a wonderful feature in a large print. I was also attracted to the patterns made by the wind in the surface of the sand, and the sun was already below the horizon on the other side of the plane, so the colour of the sand was, although a little muted, in my opinion looks stunning without the bright contrast that direct sunlight would have added. Remember, if you're not already on the website, if you'd like to view the images for any episode as large as possible, just use the link mbp.ac and then the episode number, so this week's episode is will be at mbp.ac/488, And once you get there, click on the image and it will open up in a a, a larger view. Make sure that you have your browser open up nice and wide. And if you just leave the images, they'll actually start to go through a slideshow, showing you each image in turn. Um, But if you want to stop on an image and take a look at it for a little bit longer, just put your mouse over the top of it and it will stop there until you either click or move your mouse away. So this first image that we're looking at was actually a two-second exposure at f10 ISO 400. You may recall me mentioning last week that one of my goals at some of the locations that I was revisiting after my 2013 trip was to recapture some of my old 5D Mark III images at the higher resolution, 50 megapixels, of the 5DSR. This was most apparent as I visited the beautiful Dead Flay on August 15, the following morning. I decided that my highest priority for this morning was to repeat my 2013 Dead Flay silhouettes image, almost identically, but fixing a couple of issues that I wish I'd done in the original. So the first image that I'm showing you on the blog here is... The 2015 version. But below that, for reference, I'm going to post the original version, the 2013 version, so that I can point out what I did. So the main thing was that I wanted to remove the clump of vegetation on the right side in the clay basin of Deadflay. And I wanted to remove a, a lighter clump of vegetation in the sunlight... ...on the bottom right corner, and to do this, I moved further back and zoomed in, to create a narrower field of view. I shot my 2013 photo at 145mm, whereas I shot my 2015 version at 200mm. You'll also notice that the clay basin is darker in my old version, which I actually prefer... I think that the light was perhaps a little bit harsher in May in 2013, giving a greater contrast between the brightly lit dune and the clay basin that was still in the shade. And that, of course, is what causes the contrast in both images. This lasts just a minute or so each morning, so there's really only time to get one or two good photographs each day, before the line of white clay starts to appear along the back edge and the scene is gone. I should also mention that I didn't compare what I was framing up this year uh, with my 2013 version. I was actually surprised how similarly framed both of these were, but I guess that's what comes from looking at a photo so many times over the last few years. But I was surprised also by how little the trees have changed. In fact, they seem identical in every way still. The original was shot at f11 ISO 100 for a thirtieth of a second, and this year's image was shot at f14 ISO 100 for a fifteenth of a second. Once that magical yet frantic minute has passed, the pace of shooting gets more relaxed and we start to look for other opportunities before heading back to our vehicles for breakfast. One other shot that I'd like to share from this time is of these two people up on the dune on the east side of Deadflay. Here we see the sun just coming over the top of the dune, so you can see what it is that caused the basin of Deadflay to remain in shadow. I of course shot this because of the people though, I didn't realise until I looked at the image on the computer, but as the sun is shining through both legs of the person on the left, I've got this funky shaped starburst. Of course I'd I'd seen the starburst, but I didn't realise that it had got these two parallel lines running through each point of the star, which I thought was fun. To give you an idea of how far away these people were, I shot this at 400mm, at the long end of my 100-400mm lens, still at f14 with a shutter speed of a 320th of a second at ISO 100. Towards the end of the day we visited Dune 45 again, as the sun dropped down close to the horizon, as this enables us to capture the beautiful contrast between the east and the west sides of the Dune, as you can see in this photograph. Although I like the lack of strong contrast in the first image we looked at today, the red late afternoon sun does enhance the colour of the orange-red sand of the dunes, giving it this almost fiery appearance. Believe it or not, I have not increased the saturation in the sand at all in this photo. I exposed the image to the right for the best image quality, then reduced the exposure slider in Lightroom to minus 0.35, and reduced the black slider to minus 72, and increased the clarity to plus 30. Under the HSL saturation panel, I also increased the saturation of the aqua to plus 13, and blue to plus 100, to give the sky a bit of a boost, as it was very pale, but otherwise the saturation hasn't been touched. This was shot at f14, ISO 400 for a fiftieth of a second at 100mm. I shot this next image, a closer view of the tree at the base of Dune 45, after the sun had gone down below the horizon, so I did boost the saturation a little on this one to make it match the last photo a little more. I increased the red slider to plus 19 and orange to plus 71. Note that I'm not choosing... The sliders when I adjust them, I'm clicking on that little round button at the top left of the saturation panel, and then clicking on the orange of the dune and dragging my mouse upwards to increase the saturation of the colours that I've clicked on. This was shot at f14 for a 25th of a second at ISO 800. I was using a tripod, but it was quite windy, so I decided to increase the ISO rather than using a longer exposure to avoid the wind shaking my camera during the exposure. The following morning, on August 16, we went back to Dead Flay at dawn, to make this next image, my new photograph of the dead camelthorn trees for this trip. I found these two similar trees that I could line up in this way, with the more distant tree, kind of under the branch of the nearer tree, I like the interplay between the two trees more in this shot compared to my original image, as there seems more of a relationship between the two here. I think I still prefer my original image from Dead Flay, but this is still a nice addition to my Namibia library, I think. This was shot at f16 for a 15th of a second at ISO 100, with a focal length of 349mm, so almost at the full extent of my 100-400mm lens. That reminds me that I should mention that although I took the 70 200 f2.8 lens with me to Namibia, I almost always reached for the 100-400mm instead. Although I found that the 70-200mm f2.8 lens is sharp and works well with the 5D SR, I'm really enjoying being able to zoom past 200 mm in return for losing that 30 mm between 70 and 100. I've decided to only take the 100 to 400 with me to Iceland next week and I'll leave the 70 to 200 at home. I'm actually now thinking that I'd love it if Canon would release an updated 24 105 f4 lens as this would enable me to travel with just three lenses, the 20, 11 to 24 a 24-105mm, 24 and the 100 to 400 giving me a huge range of focal lengths without any areas missing. Of course, I'll still travel with my 200-400mm 1.4 extender lens when wildlife is the focus, but for many landscape trips, 11 to 400 millimeters in three lenses is a nice combination. Towards the end of August 16, we went to a dune that I believe is number 35, although I seem to recall us referring to it as dune 43. Maybe it has both names, as the numbering seems to be all over the place. 43 would be the number of kilometres... ...from the entrance gate to the area, and it's about 2 kilometers down the road from 45, but one of our guides referred to this as Dune 35, so I'm going to use for that, that for now. You have to leave the park before sunset, and the location from which we shot this photo is a good kilometre from the road, so we had to time this to give us enough time to get back to our vehicle, and... We waited as long as we could to get as much of the east side of the dune in shadow as possible before we had to leave. I shot this at f14 for a 50th of a second at ISO 200 with a focal length of 135mm. The following day we drove most of the day again to Walvis Bay and had a few hours of photography as the sun neared the horizon. Being on the coast, Wolvis Bay is cloudy a lot of the time, so I timed this shot for when there was a, a bit of sun shining through, creating an almost silhouette of the flamingos resting at the end of the day. Shots like this may appear random, but I think it's still important to select your moment for any shot, so in addition to the lighting, I chose this moment because of the Flamingo on the far left on the front row. He raised his head, making that beautiful reverse S shape, and put his right leg forward as he started to walk, so that was my moment. This was shot at f11 for a thousandth of a second at ISO 250. I had my shutter speed this fast so that I was prepared for Flamingos flying as well, but there was only a few small groups that flew at this location before we decided to call it quits and head back to our hotel, where we'd spend the next few nights in this area. The following day we were met by two local guides that would drive us over dunes and along the beach to Sandwich Harbour, where there is a Ramsar Convention protected lagoon with a large population of flamingos that call it home. This is a unique location because you can photograph the flamingos flying against sand dunes as their backdrop, as you can see in this photo. I increased my ISO to 1250 to get a a fast shutter speed of 800th of a second at f8 for this image. We didn't have long at this location, so I was happy to capture this next image as a huge number of flamingos took flight, almost filling the frame along with a line of flamingos along the bottom of the frame. I shot this at 400mm, the long end of my 100-400mm lens, now with the ISO at 1600, still at f8 for uh, 800th of a second exposure. Shortly after this, there was a huge blast-off of flamingos, which I missed because of what might be a compatibility issue between the 5D S and the GPE2, which is a GPS unit that I attach to the flash shoe of my camera to geotag my images as I shoot them. I shot a few frames and then checked my exposure as I always do, and noticed that they were all overexposed. I checked my settings, and the shutter speed was now at 200th of a second, and not 800th of a second where I'd set it. At first I thought I'd caught the dial and changed it by mistake, but when I set it back at 800, and then I half pressed the shutter button, the, the shutter speed went straight back to a 200th of a second. This of course is the fastest sync speed for a flash, so I went into my settings and found that the flash was turned on, so I turned that off, but it came back on again. It shouldn't have been on anyway because there was no flash in the camera, but then I noticed that the batteries in my GPE2 had died. I took the the GPE2 unit off the camera and was able to set my shutter speed back to an 800th of a second, and this time it stayed there. By this time though, the flamingos that had filled the sky for a minute or so were all gone and I'd missed probably an even better opportunity than my last shot. I changed the batteries in my GPE2 and put it back on the camera and all was good, except that I'd missed my shot. This has never happened in the past with my 5D Mark III or other bodies, and really should not happen at all. You should be able to put anything into the flash shoe, and unless it electronically reports to the camera that it's a flash, This shouldn't happen. I've reported it to Canon and they will investigate further, but I thought I'd let you know as well just in case you also use a GPE 2 with the 5DS and run across this problem as well. I usually like to keep the number of images that we look at in each episode to a maximum of 10, but here is one last image that I shot on this day, and it makes sense to include it here before we move on to next week's images. As we drove back over the dunes on our way back to Walvis Bay, we noticed an ostrich, so we stopped the car, and as a few of us got out to photograph him, he ran up the dune and across our paths, enabling me to shoot this photograph. He was running at a good pace, so there's a little bit of motion blur, as my shutter speed was at a four hundredth of a second, but I like the action of this as he runs, and kicks up the sand behind him. I had my aperture at F8 and ISO at 1250 for this image. The following day, August 19, we had another long drive up the Skeleton Coast and across from Tora Bay to sesfontaine We photographed a few Himba people at sunset, but arrived at our hotel for the next few nights after dark. So we'll skip this day and we'll pick up the trail on August 20 with some portraits from the first Himba village that we visited during the tour. Before we finish, I did want to mention that at the time I released this podcast, there are still 36 hours left to get your 5 day deal complete photography bundle, if you haven't already picked one up. The bundle contains more than $3,300 worth of photography tools and training for just $127 and you get to help charity at the same time. I know this sounds too good to be true but it isn't. There are no catches. It's just an amazing deal. So go to mbp.ac 5DD3 and pick up your complete photography bundle today if you haven't already. The sale finishes at noon PST on September 15, 2015, and then it's gone forever. If you missed this, sign up for my newsletters at mbp.ac news, and I'll ensure that you hear about the next one in time. Thanks very much for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share a link with your friends. And if you don't already, please subscribe in iTunes or your favorite podcast program to ensure uninterrupted delivery. You can find me on Google+, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook and links to everything that I'm up to are at martinbaileyphotography.com. so do drop by and take a look. I'll be back next week with another episode but in the meantime you take care and have a great week whatever you do. Bye bye.